0: Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless your name, we give you praise, we give you honor, we adore you. Oh Lord, we thank you for a good start last week when we started talking about your kingdom. Oh Lord, we pray for boldness, we pray for authority, we pray for impartation, and we pray for enlightenment. Open our eyes, oh Lord, about your kingdom. Help us, oh Lord, to walk in that which you have us to walk in. Even though we are in this world, we know we are not of this world. Because we walk in the realm of your kingdom. We walk in your kingdom, oh Lord. Therefore, we are not of this world. We pray for understanding, we pray for insight, we pray for impactation, and we pray, oh Lord, that may our expectation not be cut short. I declare and declare that all of you and none of me, I pray that may it be your words and not mine. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah yes so yes last week we started talking about the kingdom of god and we went on to say that the kingdom of god is a realm it's a tautology though but then the kingdom of god being a realm means that it's you know it adds this strangeness to it that we are though we are part of the kingdom we are not physically in heaven we are part of heaven we are part of the kingdom of god because we live in christ and christ lives in us so when we walk on the earth we don't walk on the earth as people that are just human beings just walking on the earth or physical beings but we walk on the earth as people that walk in christ it's as though christ is walking on this earth and we went on to talk about how to enter the kingdom And we spoke about entering the kingdom, being born again, being baptized, repenting and believing in the good news. And that is how we enter the kingdom. We also went to our sub-topic, that's going to be our main topic of today, the way of life of the kingdom. And we spoke about childlike faith, having faith like a child and not being childish. And also provision in the kingdom, how God provides for us. That in the kingdom we don't look at the ants we don't look down but we look up we look at the best of the air. neither deny nor stone yet our father in heaven provides for us hallelujah and that is how provision comes in the kingdom when we see God in his kingdom he provides all our needs the Bible said our father knows our needs that even us who are sinners we know how to give good gifts to our children how much more our father in heaven our father knows our needs and he provides accordingly so today we are going to continue with the way of the life of the kingdom honestly i'm not sure if i have finished today but wherever we get to we'll stop and we'll continue next week hallelujah it says here in acts chapter 19 verse 8 paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months arguing persuasively about the kingdom of god so this this should tell you something that the kingdom of god was a hot topic back in the day and it should be now as believers you know when we've had the milk we we have we've had the milk baptism healing we went through all that and the foundations of the kingdom you, you can go back and listen to it on the podcast and now that we have been firmly established in the kingdom how do we go about the kingdom there is a way of life that we have to live according to it as we live in that way of life we'll go according to that way of life we are righteous before god because we walk in christ therefore Christ's righteousness has, you know, overshadowed us and we have right standing with God. Hallelujah. First, we used to be in a kingdom that was ruled by the prince of this world, Satan. And thanks be to Christ Jesus, he has gotten back our dominion that we left to the enemy. So now, we have dominion. Now, we have the keys to the kingdom. Now, we are in the kingdom. How do we live our lives? Do we live our lives as our old ways or do we live our lives in the kingdom? I realize one thing that most of the times when believers are saved and all that, they don't know how to live. They are like sheep without a shepherd. They don't know how, they, you know, because whatever happens, they've been brought up and taught in a way they should go. So though they are saved, they still have these traits, they still have these Things that you know exalt themselves about Christ and they live according to that because they don't know. Right now, we believe we are saved, but how do we live? And that is what God is going to take us to today, amen. So, the way of life of the kingdom, and we, we talked about childlike provision. The next point is the will of the Father is done. This is one powerful statement the will of the Father. To be done the bible said in matthew chapter 6 verse 9 to 10 after this manner therefore pray ye our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven so the disciples told jesus to teach them how to pray and jesus taught them that when you are praying the first thing you should say is that you know our father you, you should you know make reference to god you should reverence god our father who art in heaven and the second thing is pray that thy kingdom come mm. and so it leads you to think so was god's kingdom not on earth you know was god's kingdom was god's will not being done on the earth so jesus pray that they are they should pray that thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it says in heaven that should mean that the will of god wasn't done on earth because you know we had satan has taken our dominion the will of god wasn't being that so everything that was being done on earth it was against god's will so we look in the old testament and we see so many things that was being done even polygamy and what have you and it wasn't god's will jesus came and jesus came to tell us that in the beginning it was a man and a woman and that is how it should be jesus came to enlighten us about things of the kingdom because it had been twisted and a whole lot was happening and god's will was not being done so jesus came to fulfill god's will so that god's will will be done so in the kingdom of god the will of god is done So, literally, in the realm of heaven, God's will is done. When we enter the realm of Jesus, also, God's will is done. So, in heaven, everything that God wants to be done is done. What God has is done. And on this earth, God's will wasn't being done. So, we see a lot of killing. We see a lot of, you know, things that were were wrong. That were wrong. That were being done in the past. And, it, and this scripture makes us realize that it wasn't god's will god didn't want it to happen god didn't want people to die god didn't want it to happen it wasn't his will but because you know our world was in, in in with satan like satan was ruling the world they they call him the prince of this world so god's will was not being that there are so many things in the bible that even there are some things that they say and um, It is God that it wasn't God. (laughs) There's a part where he said an evil spirit from God entered Saul. God doesn't have an evil spirit. So why would God allow an evil spirit to enter? So it wasn't God's will. It wasn't God that made that evil spirit to even enter King Saul. So they they didn't know. They didn't know. They were ignorant. They didn't know. So you can't blame them. But God's will was not being done. So there are certain things they even attributed to God that wasn't God. That wasn't God. The Bible said that even the law was binded by angels. You know, angels were the ones controlling it. So when you mess up, you die instantly. <laughs> you bow. So the will in when we enter the kingdom of God, God's will is that. God's will is done in our life. What God created us to be is accomplished. What God wants us to do is done. Where God wants us to go, direction, is done. How God wants to provide for us is done. In a sense that we seek Him and He provides. God's will is done. In His kingdom, when we are in the kingdom of Jesus, God's will is done. It's as simple as that. The next is, fellow citizens of the kingdom. In the kingdom of God, we are all, you know, fellow citizens. So that is why I will meet Sister Diana and I will say that you are my sister. I'll meet, you know, but then I said you are my brother. Because we are all part of one family. We are all citizens of the kingdom. The Bible said that Christ is the head and the church is the body. So we are part of the body of Christ. We are all citizens of the kingdom. It says here in Ephesians 2 verse 19 to 20. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built up upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So in Ephesians, the Apostle Paul was making known that first, we were strangers to each other. First, we were foreigners. But now, all of us are fellow citizens. We are citizens of the kingdom. And we are part of the household of God. So when they are mentioning the household of God, you are a part of the household of God. I am a part of the household of God. And we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and said jesus christ being the cornerstone so jesus christ is the true cornerstone he is our foundation so we are all fellow citizens and what's our foundation christ is our foundation so we are all believers of christ that christ died again and resurrected so if i see someone who also believes the same thing you are my brother you are my sister we are all fellow citizens of the kingdom of god hallelujah so, as fellow citizens, we live our lives in a manner that is according to the kingdom principles. When you are, let's say when you are in this country, when I'm in the U.S., and I see someone who is also in the U.S. We are all citizens of people, you know, who, in the U.S. We are all citizens of U.S., the, of America. So, the principles of America apply to us so if i am an american i go by the systems that are in america i quite realize that there are some apps you know on play store or on apple you know apple store and these apps they how they act or the things that they do it from country to country is different so maybe the things that it will allow me to do in my country is different from the things that it will allow you to do in your country because the country has certain rules that are by, that must be abided by and these apps though they are from a certain country they are selling their stuff or they are giving a service in another country they have to go according to the rules of that country and the laws of that country so yes some countries don't you know, allow people to have LGBTQ rights. Others allow them to have that. So it's principles of, of, of the kingdom that we have to abide. So we also in the kingdom of God, as citizens, we abide by a certain set of rules. No matter what anyone says, the rules of the, of the kingdom are but one. And we abide by them as citizens of the kingdom. As as believers, we abide by them, the laws of the kingdom. The Bible said that no one can add to scripture or remove from scripture. The scripture is but one. Hallelujah. So as citizens of the kingdom, we abide by rules and regulations of the kingdom. So I might even be Let's say I'm from Ghana and I might be in America. I have to abide by those roots in America just because I'm there. Hallelujah. So, as citizens of the kingdom, we live and walk and move in Christ. Therefore, we have to abide by the systems of our kingdom. The next is keys of the kingdom of heaven god has given the church keys of the kingdom of heaven so as citizens of the kingdom of god we have the keys of the kingdom of heaven let's continue matthew chapter 16 verse 19 and i read and i will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth, shall be loosed in heaven. And this was Christ talking to Simon Peter. He said Simon will be the rock on which he will build his church. And Christ was telling Simon Peter, That as the rock, as the church, I have given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The church has the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The the, the people who reside, the citizens of the kingdom of God, we have the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And the keys of the kingdom of heaven goes on to say that whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever we lose on the earth is loose in heaven. So literally, God has given us authority authority on the earth that whatever we say here on earth is final so as a believer as a as a citizen you don't need to be a pastor to have a final say but once you are a believer once you are a fellow citizen of the kingdom of god what you say according to god's word is final what you say according to the will of god is final. So as, in, as the kingdom, as a citizen of the, of the kingdom, you have the ability to bind, you have the ability to lose. So whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is losing heaven. So that's how come sometimes when we are interceding or praying, we use binding and losing because we are declaring for whatever we declare for on earth, God does it in heaven. God honors us. Because he has given us the keys, he has given us authority. So he honors our word, it's as if God himself is saying it. As if Jesus himself is saying it. The Bible said Jesus spoke with authority. He could command the demons, come out of him, and it is done. Because God honored his word. Therefore, as people that live in Christ, it's like literally we are living in Christ, in his body, and Christ is the one walking on earth and we are in him. Therefore, what we bind is bounded. What we lose is loosed. And God honors our word. It says here, it says here in Revelation chapter 3, verse 1, verse 7. Revelation 3 verse 7. To so the angel of the church in Philadelphia writes, these are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens no one can shut. What he shuts, no one can open. So I went on to have you know this key what is this key what is talking about though he has explained here that to be we, sh- we can have the authority to bind and lose i went on to you know understand it further and you know god told john or god sent an angel to john in the revelation he told him that to the angel in the church in philadelphia these are the words of him who is holy and true and who holds the key of david and said what he opens no one can shut and what he shut no one can open so christ has the key of david and what is the key of david i believe is a key of authority kinship authority kinship rule and that what he shuts, no one can open and i believe as we walk in christ we have this key that what we shut no one can open what we open no one can shut it says here in isaiah chapter 22 verse 22 to 25 i will place on his shoulder the key to the house of david what he opens no one can shut what he shuts, no one can open i will drive him like a peg into a firm place. he will become a seat of honor for the house of his father all the glory of his family will hang upon him it's of offspring and offshoots all its lesser vessels from the bowls to all the jars in that day declares the lord almighty the peg driven into the firm place will give way it will be shared off and will fall and the load hanging on it will be cut down the lord has spoken hallelujah so i went on just to get the understanding of the key and it goes on further that yes what you know what he opens no one can shut and what he shuts, no one can open and I believe that as we walk in Christ we as kingdom citizens we have the ability to utilize this key hallelujah it said I will drive him like a peg into a firm place I believe this is a revelation of Jesus how Jesus was nailed to a cross said I'll drive him like a peg into a firm place and he'll become a seat of honor how Jesus was nailed onto a cross and he became a seat of honor the bible said god exalted him so as believers we have this key god has given us the key of the kingdom of heaven and what we bind is bounded in heaven what we lose is lose in heaven what we open no one can shut and what we shut no one can open hallelujah and we don't have to be prophets and pastors to do that as believers as a simple believer because he even said in scriptures that the smallest of us will be like King David. And King David had this key. Hallelujah. And King David has this key. So imagine the power that we have. I pray for grace to utilize this key in our life. I pray for grace to utilize it. To utilize it. If the devil opens a door, you can't shut it. If God opens a door for you, no one can shut it hallelujah you have the ability to bind and lose him you are a kingdom citizen hallelujah the next point is that in our kingdom it says here. It, I really like this point that righteousness peace and joy the kingdom of, of God is righteousness peace and joy and it says in this scripture I really love this scripture so much Romans chapter 14 verse 17 It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's not a matter of eating. And in this scripture, Paul was, you know, addressing the people. You know, they were judging the people, the believers were judging the other believers who were, you know, eating certain foods. Because in let's say in the Jewish tradition, there were foods that were not to be eaten. And when Jesus came, Jesus said that he has blessed everything, everything is holy, something like pig. In in the word, in Deuteronomy, he said they shouldn't eat it, it's, it's unclean. And that was the law to them. But when Jesus came, Jesus said, I have blessed everything, everything is clean, you can eat it all. And these believers were judging the other believers. And I believe we also do it. <laughs> we also do it. And it was causing a lot of confusion. I believe that the, de- the devil uses these devices, you know, see your neighbor, do this, you know, judge this one. It's all devices to divide us. It's all devices to cause division and destruction. And this is what was happening. Confusion about eating, about drinking. And Paul made this statement that the kingdom of God, is not a matter about eating and drinking. It's not a matter about eating and drinking, what you eat, what you drink, but a matter of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So it's not about obeying a set of rules and laws. And that is what the people of the world see Christianity, that they are obeying a set of rules and laws and they can't do that. They want to have their way. But no, it's not about obeying a set of rules and laws, but it's about righteousness, right standing with God, about peace and about joy. Hallelujah. And that is God's promise to us. So once you are part of the kingdom, once you are a fellow citizen of the kingdom, you have righteousness. You are righteous before God. You have peace. You have joy. And I'll go on to further explain this. It says in, in Romans chapter 14, verse 18 to 19, Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. So in Romans, this same Paul was talking about how, you know, seeking peace is pleasing to God. Seeking peace, whoever seeks, whoever is part of the kingdom, pleases God when he seeks peace and mutual edification. Peace leads to mutual edification. When there is peace, when there is peace, let's say when there is peace in the society, when there is peace in the kingdom, we are in a church, there is peace. We are able to edify ourselves. Everybody knows his or her place. There is peace, there is understanding, there is order. Therefore, we are able to grow. Where there is peace, there is mutual edification. So he said the kingdom of God is peace. It's peace. When you enter the kingdom of God, you have entered peace. You have entered rest from that trouble, from that worry. So you don't enter the kingdom of God and there is kumkus and there is kakas, <laughs> There is chaos. No. But the, en- the kingdom of God is a kingdom of peace. Peace. Hallelujah. It said in Matthew 13 verse 43, Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Hallelujah, so we are righteous in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of God when we are righteous We shine like God. So there are some people that you actually see that you don't understand But they are glowing. There was a time I told sister Diana that said Diana you are glowing You are glowing. It's because she was you know excelling in righteousness excelling in right standing with God you can't tell, but the person just glows. You meet someone and the person is just glowing. Why? Because they are excelling in right standing with God. They are excelling in right standing. So the kingdom of God is about righteousness, being in right standing with God, not human approval, not how to please human beings, not how to look good in the midst of people. And I, I believe that this thing has caused a lot of people to fall especially you know people of the older generation they sought human approval in the kingdom as they were they were seeking that people would see them and say oh i am a righteous person so things that were told them to do they didn't do it because they were people pleasing they were people pleasing and it says here Anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. So you don't receive human approval by being trying to be righteous or trying to look good in front of others. But you receive approval by pleasing God. And that is the only way you receive human approval. So they tried so much to please others, to do it their own way, that they ended up missing the way. They missed. The way. Because they were trying to please human beings. They were trying to be righteous on their own. They say oh grace is there. But then they were doing the other thing. But as Paul says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. What you are eating is bad or not. No. But it's a matter of righteousness, peace and joy. Hallelujah. As we move further I will explain peace. I will explain peace well. I'll explain joy, sorry, joy well, for we us to understand. So, the next point is that the kingdom of God is a matter of power. Power! Is <laughs> said in First Corinthians 4 verse 20, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. So, as people in the kingdom, we don't have time for talk. Yes, we speak boldly about the kingdom, but I believe Paul, Paul was talking about, you know, arguments you know trying to convince someone that oh believe. trying to convince someone that oh this is what happened christ did no he said it's a matter of power yes say it as it is jesus died three days or rose again as brother daniel said in, i've forgotten the the podcast that he spoke in he said that the message of god god chose it wise to speak his message of salvation and put it in a he put it in a foolish message. <laughs> he put it in a foolish message so that if you humble yourself and you believe in it, you will be saved. The message of salvation is simple, but it's in a foolish message to the human ear. But if you believe in it, you'll be saved. So say it as it is. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk. You are trying to call no, don't don't try. Say it as it is, it's a matter of power it's not a matter of talk but of power hallelujah first corinthians chapter 4 20 it says here in first corinthians 4 verse 18 to 19 some of you have been have become arrogant as if i were not coming to you but i will come to you very soon if the lord is willing and then i will find out not only how these arrogant people are talking but what power they have so there was a lot of commotion among the Corinthians, because there are some people that rose up, and they were, you know, leading the people astray. They were arrogant. They were not listening, and they were leading the people astray. They were trying to, you know, they were saying all sorts of things. And Paul was saying that the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. So when I come, we will see the power they have. Yes, they are talking, but what power do they have? The Bible said that Jesus spoke with authority. Jesus spoke with power. And when the people saw Jesus, they were in awe. They were amazed. Because even the scribes, the Pharisees, they didn't talk with this much power and authority. So as a citizen of the kingdom, you have power. The kingdom of God is a matter of power. We don't talk much. (laughs) We We don't talk much because God, Honest our word with signs and wonders. The last time we were praying about it, signs and wonders. God honours our word with signs and wonders. God honours our word with power, as scripture says. So all the believers, all the apostles did, was that they spoke about the kingdom. As simple as it is, they spoke about it in that foolish message. And God honoured it with power. They were healing the sick. They were casting out demons. You know, they were doing miracles. They were walking in power. There were some that, you know, God literally took them from certain places and they ended up in another town altogether. You know, there were some that walked on water. Peter walked on water. Jesus multiplied food. <laughs> two two fishes and five bread. And Jesus multiplied it. There, yeah, there's a podcast, The Feeding of the 5,000 and 4,000. It was a matter of power power jesus was was doing things that they hadn't seen no man do and they knew that it was there. and paul was saying that the kingdom of god is a matter of power what power do they have paul paul even paul was walking and let's say the aprons and handkerchief that he used people took it and went to put it on the sick and the sick were healed they went to put it on people that were demon-possessed and the demons came out. Hallelujah. That is powerful. That is power. That is power. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk and power. And I'm done trying to convince people. I speak the message as it is and God honors my way through power. Hallelujah. So Paul spoke the kingdom of God is a matter of power. As citizens of the kingdom, we have the ability to utilize this power. As citizens of the kingdom, we have this power at our disposal. We have this power at our disposal. We can utilize it anytime. So, as citizens of the kingdom, sometimes the world is not, some things are not going on in the world. People are complaining, fuel prices, shortages, and all. And we are happy because, <laughs> you know, it's going up well for us god is protecting us god is guiding us like the kingdom of god is a matter of power it's a matter of power i quite remember at my workplace when i used to work in the corporate environment my boss my immediate boss and supervisor literally he did something he reported me to um our director i was in the administration department estates and transport and he literally reported me to our director. He didn't even go to, you know, the head of estates or, you know, to our head of the department. But he went immediately to the director. And he said all, all sorts of things against me. I don't do any work. I am this, I am that. And just because, you know, he hated my guts. I was always talking about God, the kingdom. And he hated my guts. And I wasn't scared of them, <laughs> and I literally showed it, like, I'm here to work, be obedient and all that, but I'm not scared of you. So he hit in my guts, and he reported me to the director because of some, something that I didn't, you know, supervise or something, which I actually did. And he said a lot of things. The director, you know, lashed out at me. She told me to get out of her office. I couldn't even say a word because any word I say will be used against me. So I just I said I just said yes please yes please yes please and I left and it was so funny that I'm someone that I'm a bit emotional so I left there crying I couldn't hide my tears I was weeping because I could I knew the work I had put in I put my all in working and there were times he wasn't there that he he entrusted everything to me I was literally carrying fire extinguishers all around I was working. I was working. I worked my heart out, and that's me. When I, I'm, if I put my mind to something, I will do it, and I will work hard on it. <laughs> so I was working, and he did this. So after that, I just, I, 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 was so sad and all that, and I wanted to leave. I wanted to stop because if everyone is against you, like, you know, everything will be against you literally. So why am I then? And God sent a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine, to tell me that I shouldn't leave and that God himself will redeem me. So I prayed a certain prayer, I prayed that, oh God, though this thing has happened to me and he has done this to me, I wouldn't say anything, I pray that may he be saved and may he know you and I pray that, you know, may his heart be cleansed. That is That was my prayer. As difficult as it was, I prayed because the Bible said pray for your enemies. And I prayed and I forgot about everything. But then, you know, I actually I, I didn't want to get in his way. So I was just quiet. I didn't say when they tell me to do this, I do, but you know, I was just silenced as God told me to. And in some few weeks, I think three weeks or so, I realized he wasn't my my boss wasn't in the office. So I asked a certain co-worker that why why is my boss there why has he traveled for a business trip or something and he was like oh he has been sent to. (laughs) he has been removed from the head office to another place i was like wow (laughs) he has literally been sent from the head office to another of of our branches i was like wow wow and here was me (laughs) thinking that if my boss is against me then that day, I'm dead because whatever he says, you know, it will go against me. He doesn't like me. He hates my God. He's against me. And he'll go the very length. He's not godly. He'll go the very length to get me. And here am I am. God literally, you know, sent him away from there. <laughs> As I actually left everything into his hands, God literally sacked him from the head of his. And it was so easy and so simple. And I didn't even hear about it. I didn't have anything against him, but it just happened. And I remember one time that after he had reported me and said all those things, he came against me to mock me that, yeah, I've even done it to Jemima. I've even done, no, you know, as if he mocked me, as if he had so much power. He's the boss. Like, I can't do anything. I'm I'm just there. I'm under him. You know, and he mocked me. And I still kept quiet. And literally, God worked it out for me. God literally, you know, so the kingdom of God is a matter, it's not a matter of talk, I didn't have to talk, I didn't have to say God will punish you, I didn't have to, you know, go and tell others that this is what he did, it wasn't good, no, but then God himself showcased his power. By removing him there, because I was thinking that I'm supposed to be here with this person that hates me, with this person that's good. To... And God literally sent them there, like sent him away from there. You cannot be there, and, you know, be worrying my daughter. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, yes, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. It's not a matter of talk, but of power. I have experienced this many times. It's not a matter of talk, but of power. God exercises his power through us. And I want us to go into the power, the power in the kingdom, Um, the power power in tongue, the power in tongue. There is power in your tongue. The Bible said in Proverbs 18 verse 21, the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruits thereof. So there is power in your tongue. As i said we have the keys of the kingdom of heaven to bind and loose but how do we bind and loose? by speaking by prophesying by speaking what by declaring the bible said god said let there be light god spoke there is power in your tongue. we are made in his image and in his likeness so in god's image if god speaks and it is done we also speak and it is done so we have power in our tongue that is why There are certain things in your life that keeps on happening because you've not spoken against it. You've not said anything against it. Yes, you are feeling, maybe you are feeling like you are having a headache or something. You say that, oh, I'm sick. Then you've spoken the sickness into being. Sometimes the devil just brings delusions away so that we will speak it into being. He doesn't have any power. You know, he's just a trickster. So he just brings delusions away, and when we speak it into being, it comes to pass. So you check your finances and you realize that oh, I don't really have anything. And I say oh, I'm broke. Then the devil will, will use your word, will stand on your word. You said you are broke, and you will be broke. Hallelujah! There is power in our tongue, and that power is it can go against us, or it can go in for us. It says it has death, and it has life so there is your ability to speak life into your life there is a, your ability to speak you know life into your situation so i might be going in the wrong you know way or in the wrong situation but i will speak life into that situation i will speak that oh the lord is my portion i will speak life that this situation will rise from the dead yes the devil can he can destroy us so he deceives us to destroy ourselves yes he deceives us so yes you know that you are not doing any um sexual stuff you are not into that because god has saved you but then he will bring temptation (laughs) brother the temptations are everywhere the temptations are everywhere he will bring temptation so you open your social media there is you know a some, some, some sort of pornography, you go here, there is LGBTQ, I think quite some time, I got bored over Netflix so much, because everything there was like 18 plus, or even 13 plus, and there is this sexual stuff inside, like, I, I got bored, I was like, can't there be believers that make you know good movies, can't there be believers that you know don't bring the, all these things into movies, it's everywhere, it's everywhere. it's everywhere. So the enemy deceives you. And as the enemy deceives you, you speak it into being. So he just shows it to you and you hold on to it. But if he shows it to you and you don't hold on into it, like it can't affect you. If he shows it to you and you flee from it, it can't affect you. There is power in your tongue. There is power in your tongue. So you know you are saved. You know you are not indulging in any other thing then the enemy will come and tell you he'll just show something to you or bring out a feeling that you start to feel some way then you speak it for that oh i'm I'm falling again oh i'm getting back to my old ways then it will start to happen then it will start to happen because he showed it to you and you he held on to it the power is in you they can't do anything without you you have the power you have the dominion and what he did to you know Eve in the garden, he continuously goes ahead doing it. The Bible said he goes through to and fro, just walking about, seeing whom to devour. seeing whom to devour. Hallelujah. So the power is you have power in your time. You have power. So when you start to feel maybe a certain way, then you, you rebuke it. I rebuke you in the mighty name of Jesus. When the spirit of depression is coming upon you or anxiety, I rebuke you, spirit of depression. I rebuke you, anxiety. Yes, the, yeah. it's funny how Satan didn't eat the, the food. The snake didn't eat the fruit. He only advised them to eat it. But he himself didn't eat the fruit. You have power in your time. You have power in your tongue. There is power in your mouth. Don't bring anything that comes to you. Don't hold on to it. Once it's not judged by the word of God, once it's not by the word of God, reject it. Even if it's from someone that you you trust to be a believer, even if it's from someone that you you trust is or experience, and that word is not from the word of God, reject it reject it and seek god's word on it the bible said "Ask and it shall be given seek and you shall find seek the word of god seek god's word on it you have power you have authority hallelujah the next is authority authority the power in the kingdom we have authority it says in matthew 7 verse 28 to 29 when jesus had finished saying these things the crowds were amazed at his teaching because He taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Hallelujah. So, there is power in the kingdom. And one, you know, let me say one dimension of that power in the kingdom is authority. Jesus spoke with authority. He did did things with authority. He walked with authority. He wasn't scared of the systems of this world. He lived above the systems of this world. He had authority over his situation. When the storm came, he had authority. He rebuke the storm and the storm was rebuked. He had authority that we haven't seen on earth. So literally, we were on earth and we were helpless. And this one man, he's like us, but he has authority. He has authority in his speech. He commands people. You know, he's even he has power more than even the the rich men in the society and the rich men were even coming to him those who w- were the wisdom of society's Pharisees Christ you know they were so infuriated about this man's teaching and and speech Jesus had authority and the people were in all so once you are in the kingdom of God once you are a citizen of the kingdom you have authority and you don't only have authority in the, in the, let's say, you go to church and we pray and you have authority there and when you come back home, it's the same thing. No, you have authority to declare on your situation. You have authority to make everything work out for your good. You have authority over whatever you are doing. You have authority. You might not be the president, but you have authority much more than the president. You have authority. God told, you know, in Jeremiah, God told the people when they went to Babylon, He told them that they should pray for the the country because when it does well, they will also do well. Why is it that the, the prayers of the saints was able to make that country they are in do well? Because the prayers of the saints are powerful. The prayers of the saints are authoritative and God honors our word. Hallelujah. The next is... Is fame. When you have, um, or literally when you have power in the kingdom, you have fame. The Bible said, and Jesus' fame spread. Luke chapter 4 verse 14 to 15. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and the news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. Power precedes fame. <laughs> Yes, so Jesus walked in power and what fame came. So that's why I don't understand when there are certain people that they want fame so much that they go to the world, they you know remove, they go nude and they do all certain things and they you know they seek fame from these cultic societies to be out there for everybody to know them and they are seeking it in the wrong places. Like once you are in the kingdom of God, you are famous. Because in the kingdom of God, there is power. And anyone that has power is famous. There is power in the kingdom. I think, was it Brother Daniel that was talking to me about, you know, one cultic or satanic um, head or, I don't know, an illuminati person or something. He was one of the big people in America. And he was in his room, in his apartment something you know there was a lot of noise or a lot of you know power that was being exerted outside and it was disturbing him so he went outside to see where that power that was disturbing him was coming from as he went outside and to the street he saw that there was just you know a group of youth and they were just singing you know sharing testimonies and fellowship in the spirit that was all they were, they were not even praying they were singing sharing testimonies and doing all sorts of things you know in the spirit and this man wanted to go and tell them to stop you know to get out of here but he couldn't <laughs> he went and as he got close to them there was a power that you know shook him that he couldn't get near to them the kingdom of god there is power in the kingdom of god there is power these were just teenagers youth, and they were not even praying They were fellowshipping and power was being exerted. You have power. You have power. And And when you have power in the kingdom, there is fame. Excuse me, hallelujah. And the fame is not for yourself. The fame is to glorify God. I quite remember when Peter, after healing the man at the beautiful gate, power was exerted and the people heard of this power this man that was lame is now healed and everybody came to listen he was now famous peter was now a rock star (laughs) he was now famous and when the people came to him what did he do with his fame he spoke the word of god he spoke the message of salvation hallelujah so yes power precedes and, and fame, or fame precedes power in the kingdom. But once you have the fame, use it to glorify God. Use it to bring people to the kingdom. Hallelujah. And the next is the next source of power is that, it's like that the Holy Spirit is our power. The Holy Spirit is our power. It's as simple as that. Once you have the Holy Spirit, you have power. Once you have the Holy Spirit, you have power. I don't care if you are a baby Christian. I don't care if you are a mature Christian. Once you have the Holy Spirit, you have power. Power is not a matter of you know how high you are in the kingdom. Once you are in the kingdom, you have power. that like The, the list of us will be like King David. And even King David had a kiss. the keys. The keys. Hallelujah. He had the keys of the kingdom. Power, power, power. So the Holy Spirit is our power. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. This was Jesus to the disciples. That they should wait in Jerusalem and that they will receive power. And what would and what was that power they received? In Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that they were fellowship and the Spirit of the Lord fell upon them like tongues of fire. Once you have the Holy Spirit, you have power. I don't care how you see yourself. I don't care how people see you. I don't care how things are around you or where you find yourself. Once you have the Holy Spirit, you have power. It's as simple as that. Stephen, Stephen was a deacon in the church, and he was waiting tables. He was literally you know a a problem came about dishing of food and the apostle said they can't do that so they brought people who were filled with the holy spirit to dish food but this person was dishing food and he had power (laughs) someone that was dishing food and he had power so much so that when they attacked him when they arrested him they looked at him and his face looked like that of an angel he saw visions of heaven (laughs) he saw visions of heaven he had the ability to even be the first mater that Jesus gave him a standing ovation. He saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Hallelujah. He was waiting tables. He was shameful that he had power. He had power. As long as you're a believer, you have power. And once the Holy Spirit is in you, you have power. Therefore, let no one deceive you. Let no one deceive. Let let not your environment deceive you. Let not your thoughts deceive you. Let not what you think about yourself, which is not what God thinks, deceive you. You have power. You are a daughter of power. You are a citizen of power. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So we are moving on to the fruits of the spirit. I don't know if I'll end today, but wherever we get to, we will stop there continuously so in the kingdom of God we manifest the fruit of the spirit we have it so we showcase it hallelujah so once you are in the kingdom you manifest the fruit of the spirit and as I said earlier okay I, want, I just want to ship this in before going to the fruit of the spirit So with the power it doesn't matter if you are mature or not i remember i've always said this 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 story i remember when you know i literally had the holy spirit i was baptized with the spirit and when i was baptized with the spirit i was prophesying i was healing i was discerning spirits i was i was able to interpret tongues i was speaking in different and that was all within one week after which i was baptized of the spirit and i didn't know anything i didn't have any relationship with god And I was healing. I was doing all sorts of things. I was doing all sorts of things. See the future. I was descending spirits. When I see this one, I know you. This is this spirit that you have is not. It was so funny because you know a baby with power. That's why we have to grow as believers so that we can utilize it well. So I had all these things and I was manifesting it. So once you are a believer, it doesn't matter. You have power. You have so much power that you realize. It's just that sometimes the enemy keeps us ignorant so that we are not able to utilize this power. Because when you, you utilize the power, it is against him. Hallelujah. So you have power. So the fruit of the spirit. Once you are in the kingdom, you have the fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5:22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. There was a time where I realized that, you know, though I was working with God, I wasn't exercising or manifesting this fruit of the spirit one bit. So what I did was I actually have these notes I write on my wall and I just wrote it down. Galatians 5.22, for the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness and faithfulness. And each day that I wake up, I'll recite it, I'll think about it, I'll pray on it. God, help me to manifest your love. God, help me to manifest your joy. God, help me to manifest your peace. And I was literally praying. I prayed it. uh I prayed it for a long time. till so I actually started to see the manifestation to see that i'm actually you know manifesting the love I, I i can't say that i've gotten into that fullness of it but then i know god is working on me and by god's grace as i'm praying and reciting it all day i'm manifesting it Hallelujah. so once you are part of the kingdom the fruit of the spirit is within you he has places in you the spirit is in you so once the spirit is in you his food there's a reason why they didn't say the fruits they said the fruit so it's one fruit and that one fruit comes love that one fruit comes joy that one fruit comes peace forbearance kindness and goodness i'm just thinking about how let's say you have an apple and you taste the apple And as you taste it, it's, you know, it's sweet, it's everything that you need. Like it's enjoyable and you are tasting, it's like all these things at one in this apple, you are able to have the solid and as you chew it, it's liquid (laughs) And, and what have you. So it's like just one fruit, but it has everything and that's the fruit of the spirit. The spirit is within us, so we have it. So you are not not going to say that, God, give me love, give me joy, give me peace. No, you have it within you. It's now left for you to manifest it. So as kingdom citizens, we have love, we have joy, we have peace, we have forbearance, we have kindness, we have goodness and faithfulness. Hallelujah. I want us to go deep into what it means to have love in the kingdom. What it means to have these fruits in the kingdom and how to manifest it. So... The first is love, love, the fruit of of the Spirit, love, love. And it says here that one of the teachers of the law, this is Mark chapter 12, verse 28 to 34. Mark 12, verse 28 to 34. I might not read everything, but yeah, just follow me. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, of all the commandments which is the most important the most important one answered jesus is this hear o israel the lord our god the lord is one love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength the second is love your neighbor as yourself there is no commandment greater than these well said teacher the man replied no one dared ask him any more questions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so this um, um, a man asked Jesus. They were, they were literally testing Jesus. You know, the Pharisees, the scribes, they just came to test Jesus. And they were debating. And this man came out of nowhere and asked Jesus that, what is the greatest, you know, what's the greatest law in the kingdom? And Jesus said, love the Lord your God. And love your neighbor as yourself. And this is the fruit of the Spirit. This is the fruit of the Spirit. Love. So, the, the fruit, that fruit of the Spirit that says we should love, means that we should love God first. And we should love Him with our strength. We should love Him. We should love God with our mind, our soul, everything. So, when you are doing anything, you are doing it because you love God. When you are even giving money to someone, you are doing it because God has provided for you. God has loved you you know when you are being kind to someone you are doing it because God loves you and literally some theologians say that the fruit of the Spirit is love and out of love you have joy you have peace you have forbearance kindness goodness and faithfulness and I believe that is true everything should be from love so the fruit is love the fruit is love the basis is love the fruit that their sleep love and from love you have peace because when you love your neighbor when you love god you know that god also loves you and god protects you therefore you are not thinking about certain things you are trusting god when you love god you know god loves you you know you are in the will of god so you have peace of mind because you are in god's will and he said he will provide you you, you are kind because you know god loves you enough to be kind with you so you are kind to others and you are kind to god hallelujah so love the lord your god and love your neighbor and sometimes some people say this is difficult because in the society we live in it's difficult to love someone it's difficult to love someone that has hurt you it's difficult to you know be kind to someone even a stranger because who what if they are you know a wicked person what if there are people that can hurt you so in my own way i thought it's wise that i'll pray that god helps me to love others god helps me to love him enough and the the apostle john said this in john chapter one said how you love god is by obeying his commandments so i pray that god help me to obey your commandment help me to do your will help me to love you help me to love others Help me to manifest this fruit. I know it's within me. Help me to manifest because I have received it firsthand. So first is that you have knowledge of it. As I'm telling you right now, Now you have knowledge of it. The second is praying it into manifestation. Praying love into manifestation. Praying peace into manifestation. Praying forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness into manifestation. Hallelujah. So love the Lord and love your neighbor. The second is joy. I said earlier that I'll explain it. I'll explain it. So, said the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. So, when you have love, you have joy. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. His master said to him, Well done, you upright and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of much. Enter into... And share the joy which your master enjoys hallelujah when I read this scripture it took me aback and I realized yesterday on prayer we were talking about peace entering God's peace so that means we can also enter joy and this gave me a whole new revelation that joy is a state joy is not a place joy is not you know a person (laughs) as some people you know have it you know some people enter a dating relationship or get married because they want joy from that person but joy is not a person no one can give you the joy god gives you no one joy is not a person joy is not a place joy is a state just as peace is a state of mind joy is a state of mind so you can be in chaos and have joy you can be hungry and have joy you can, you know, be literally be broke and have joy. There are some people that have so little but they have joy. They don't need much. Mm-hmm. The little they have is enough because they are content. So they have joy. Hallelujah. So joy is a state. So therefore we can enter joy, the joy of the Lord. And Jesus was talking about the talents. This is the talent, the five talents, two talents, and on one talent. And with the the person that you know built upon the talent he says, enter your master's job with the two talents i think two or four with the four or two he said enter your master's job enter his joy so they what they did was that they multiplied what god gave them they utilized what god gave them they did the will of god and as they did the will of god they entered the master's joy hallelujah Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength and third John 1 to 4 says I have no greater joy than this to hear that my spiritual children are living their lives in the truth so as I was preparing this script and this um sermon especially with joy God just spoke to me that his joy is our strength his joy is our strength And so I went back to Nehemiah. I know the scripture very well. And I went back to Rome. And I realized that the people were sad because the law of the Lord was read. And they knew they were not going against the law of the Lord. So they wept. They were sad. And Nehemiah made it known to them that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So don't worry. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So I wanted to know more. What is this joy of the Lord that we can enter? And in 3 John chapter 1, verse 4, it says, I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my spiritual children or my children are living their lives in the truth. So the joy of the Lord is that we are living in the truth. The joy of the Lord is not that you have a car. The joy of the Lord is not that you have your house. The joy of the Lord is not that you have a reputable, jo- a, a reputable job. But the joy of the Lord is that you are living in the truth, that your eyes are open, that you have been enlightened, in the kingdom you are living as you are supposed to live you are purposeful hallelujah so the joy of the lord is that you are living in the truth and dr michael came to say the joy of the lord to see that his children are maturing are growing so we enter god's joy (laughs) when we live our lives in the truth when we live our lives in the in the way of life of the kingdom we have joy We have joy. Hallelujah. Joy is a state. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Knowing that we are living in the truth. Yes, we might not have, you know, maybe we are going through something. Or we might not even have the finances. Or we might not have gotten what we wanted. But the fact that we are living in the truth gives us joy. And gives the Lord joy. So we enter the joy of the Lord by living in the truth. And the next is peace. We've already spoken about peace in the previous verse. But let's just look at this scripture. Mark chapter 5 verse 34. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So as we said yesterday on prayer, other versions say that go into peace. When God healed her, this is the woman with the issue of blood. He pushed through the crowd. She to touch the cloak of Jesus and when she tapped the cloak of Jesus hallelujah she was healed instantaneously and Jesus said that you know who touched me she came forth she said she was the one and this was Jesus' word to her that go in peace my daughter for your faith has healed you go in peace and be freed from your suffering so she was already healed instantaneously but what did Jesus mean by going into his peace and be freed? Going into his peace. So once you go into the peace of the Lord, you remain healed. You remain free from suffering. Hallelujah. And suffering, uh, Jesus' suffering doesn't mean that we will not go through trials and temptation. We will go through trials and temptation. But the Bible said that the apostles, they were happy that they even go through trials and temptations. That is one powerful thing. It's like they had peace even when they went through trials and temptations. They had joy even when they went through trials and temptations. So Jesus was saying that for you to continue to be healed, for you to stop, you know, suffering, you have to enter my peace maybe you are in what you are in because you have not entered the peace of god yes you are in a place which is bad yes you are being persecuted but once you are in the peace of god you you, you once you have peace you have joy <laughs> you have joy you have peace you are able to withstand. you know the things are not able to get to you because you have peace sometimes just hearing this in my spirit. sometimes God will put you back into the situation he brought you out of. Just so to show that you have grown in him. So, yes, you were in, in some situation. Or there's something that you fear most. And God brought you out of. And and, and in a way, you, you end up in that same situation. But this time around... You're, you have peace, you are not worried, you are not suffering, your spirit is as peace, you have joy. This shows how grown you are in me, and that you are exhibiting the fruits of the spirit, which is peace. So you enter this peace and you remain there. When Once you are out of this peace, you know, the Bible said that in this world you have troubles, you face troubles, it is there. But in me you have peace, when you are in the kingdom you have peace. And that peace will help you to stand. That peace will help you to overcome. It's like someone, you know, pointing a gun at you. Let's say first you were scared for your life. But once you know you are living in the truth, once you know that you have God on your side, you are not scared. So if it's God's will, I will die. If it's not God's will, I won't die. But even if I die, I have hope of a better tomorrow. Hallelujah, so you are in a state of peace, you are in a state of joy, hallelujah, there is peace, so you enter his peace, you enter his joy, hallelujah, yes, so in the kingdom too, we have kindness, we have goodness, we have faithfulness, God helps us to be faithful, God helps us to be kind, God helps us to be good. This is not something that we have to try. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is this. So you try to be. No. That's why I say you pray it into being. You pray that God will. Once you you have the knowledge, you have the understanding, your eyes have been opened, you pray that God will enforce it in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So um, I don't think we'll finish as I said. So I'll just do one last one and we end. And that is, in the kingdom we do that which pleases God said wherefore the rather the second peter 1 verse 10 to 11 second peter 1 verse 10 to 11 said wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure for if ye do these things ye shall never fail for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ he said if you do these things you shall never fail which things things that pleases God if you are diligent in your calling and election if you do things these things you you said you will never fail and you have an entrance ministered unto you abundantly the kingdom of God so in the kingdom of God, we do that which pleases God. We, we, you know, our calling, our purpose is all to please God. The Bible said, "Enoch walked with God, and he was known as a man that pleased God." So in the kingdom, whatever we do pleases God. So that's why you have to check anything that you are doing that is not pleasing God. So if you know you are, you know, it, your God will convict your heart. He always convicts us. The Bible said, He convicts us in righteousness so let's say if you are doing something that is not pleasing to god he will convince you you know that this thing you are doing you are doing it for yourself (laughs) you are doing it for a selfish reason so whatever we do pleases god whatever we do and even in scripture that that also doesn't mean that you haven't found you know in the lord you Eating well, you having comfort is not pleasing to God. God wants the best for his children. He said he actually wants the best for us. As I was speaking to Brother Daniel the last time, I said, Jesus, Jesus, you know, lived in the rich men's houses. Jesus didn't live, you know, wherever Jesus went to. Jesus never, you know, slept in a hotel. The only inn that he slept in was the inn where he was born, in a manger. And when he was doing his ministry, he, you know, he wherever he went to, he found a person's place and stayed. And most of them were rich men. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. So God wants the good things for us. God wants things that comfort us. But then, in all everything that we do, should please Him. Everything that we do should be pleasing in Him. Yes. He found the houses who had capacity to host him. You know capacity because he was also coming with a lot of people his people needed to be fed jesus found houses who had capacity capacity to host him and that is where he was hosted hallelujah so god wants the good things for us god wants you know things that will comfort us but whatever we do should please god whatever work we find ourselves we should please god everything that we should we should do it to please god that is why when you are doing something you should know that you know god is the one directing you to do it because if god doesn't direct you to do it you can you, you won't do it well you know god is not involved you won't do it or you will do it as you have been on tonight. so in the kingdom we do what pleases god if god says we shouldn't eat this we eat this if god says we should go here we will go there the bible said for when they were you know going into the towns there was one time that they were trying to enter asia Minor, and the spirit of the lord did not allow them the spirit of the lord did not allow them. they were being directed by god they were doing what pleased god so he knew that when he goes to jerusalem he'll be persecuted and all that but he knew that was god's will. that was what pleased god god wanted him to go even if he'd be persecuted so in our kingdom whatever we do we please god in our Everything, our daily work, in our eating, everything. We do it to please God. We do it unto God, not unto man. Hallelujah. So we'll end today. And when we come uh, back next week, we'll continue. Hallelujah. So I want us to pray. We've heard this. We've heard this about the kingdom. We've heard this about the kingdom, the way of life of the kingdom. You've heard about the fruit of the Spirit. You've heard about power in the kingdom. Hallelujah. We've heard so many things, and we know that we need to utilize all these things in the (laughs) kingdom. We need to utilize the fruit of the Spirit, love, peace, joy, forbearance. We need self-control. We need to utilize power. We need to utilize All these things we have righteousness peace and joy in the kingdom God has given to us the keys of the kingdom God has given us authority there is healing in the kingdom hallelujah we are fellow citizens of the kingdom hallelujah I want you to pray just pray and tell God oh God I've heard about your kingdom I now know I've now been enlightened Oh Lord, help me to live my life according to your way, according to the ways of the kingdom. Help me to live my life according to the ways of the kingdom. Help me to enjoy these benefits of righteousness, peace and joy in the kingdom. Help me to enjoy the power of the kingdom. Help me to enjoy healing of the kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, help me to enjoy the Roots of the kingdom help me to manifest it also in the mighty name of jesus oh lord convict me of things concerning the kingdom in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus oh lord thank you for your kingdom thank you for the gift of the kingdom of god thank you that your will is done on the earth thank you oh lord that in the kingdom we will live According to your will, we will please you in your kingdom. Thank you that you are directing us. Thank you for provision. Thank you, oh Lord, for faith, for tell life faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. I just see someone and I see God giving someone keys to the kingdom. It is yours in the mighty name of Jesus. I just see you, brother Tim. It's you. God is giving you keys to the kingdom. I pray for you that may you utilize these keys in the mighty name of Jesus. With these keys that have been given to you, may you intact may you intercede in the mighty name of jesus i see god opening a door for someone I pray for you that may the door be stayed open. As Scripture said, the door that God opens no one can shut. Make it I see someone being crowned in the kingdom of God and I just heard in my spirit that the least will be like in David. I pray for you that person that may you utilize the keys of the kingdom. May you utilize the authority that god has given you as a king may you walk on earth as a royal as an heir to the kingdom of god it is yours in jesus name and i see someone i see the person ministering to millions of people they are uncountable ministering to millions of people and this is a woman this is a lady i see you ministering to millions of people i pray that may that be your portion in the mighty name of jesus may god's will upon your life as a minister of the gospel come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. I see conviction in these ministrations. I see the fear of the Lord falling upon people in these ministrations. May it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to pray this prayer. I want us to pray that made the pillars of the kingdom rise in our generation. May the penis of the kingdom rise. You realize that in every generation, there were certain people God raised. And they turned around the systems of the world. And they demonstrated the power of God like no other. We are praying for our generation also. That may the penis, may the of God in our generation rise, people that will steer the revolution, people that will steer the movement. sun terebosa, the touch bearers. do a say terebosa, the horsemen and women. may they rise, may the pillars of your kingdom rise in our generation rise. i see fire in their mouths may they speak your word and may it be done may they speak with authority in the mighty name of jesus and i see it that there are people in this ministry that have pillars of the kingdom of God in our generation that are part of these pillars i decree and declare upon your life that may you rise, may you rise may you stir the revolution forth in the mighty name of Jesus ma de pike te benda ba da ba danda ka ba danda rambanda ba da kam ba la baba santa re ke da ba 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 ke te benda ba da La, ba, 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 ba. May the trumpets be sounded in the mighty name of Jesus. May the torches be lit in the mighty name of Jesus Rabba Baba Rabba Baba Rembi Bumba Kadia baba Seta baba baba May the fear of the Lord fall upon our generation may the kingdom rise Mashanta Kadia Kadabadea Ma ikera I see the eyes of the blind open. I see children, their eyes are opening. I pray for the children in our generation. And I pray that may they be enlightened. May they grow in the fear of the Lord. May God use them. Oh, may the power of the Lord be seen through them. In the mighty name of oh Jesus may people encounter children and empower and and encounter the power of the lord in the mighty name of jesus oh lord be glorified in our generation oh lord be glorified in our generation we will not keep quiet we will not Keep quiet in the mighty name of Jesus. May your glory be seen. May your glory be felt in our generation. In the mighty name of Jesus.